0: To the conclusion of our study of the two levels of living, we've been talking about we can live on the level of the flesh, which is doing what we can do in our own power, or we can live, <coughs> excuse me, we can live on the level of the Spirit. And that comes when we allow the Holy Spirit to live through our lives. Now, I want to go back and review a, a few things from. This chapter in Galatians chapter 5 where Paul gives, I think, the secrets of it all. And let's look at verse 25, first of all, of chapter 5. He says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in touch with the Spirit or in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. How do we live? We came to know Christ because the Holy Spirit convicted uh, convicted us of our sins showed us that we could not live our lives as we should. So we trusted Christ as our Lord and Savior. We asked him to forgive our sins. We asked him to come into our lives and be our Lord and Savior. And he did. And so that's how it happened. We depended totally on him. And that's how we live the life. He says, keep in step with the spirit. So every day, just like we trusted Christ to save us, we trust him to live through us. We ask him To glorify himself in our lives we ask him to work through us we ask him to speak through us we ask him to live through us we ask him to do the things that will make a difference in the lives of other people around us in verse 16 he says so i say walk by the spirit and you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh you don't have to put down the ten commandments and read them every day and say i won't do this i won't do this i won't do this i won't do this what you have to do is walk by the power of the Holy Spirit, live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Walking means just living. It just means going about life. And as you go about life, if you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, you don't—you won't commit adultery, you won't murder, you won't cheat somebody, you won't lie, you won't do those kinds of things. You won't worship false gods. Why? Not because you're keeping all these rules, You see, the Jews of the Old Testament not only had the Ten Commandments, but they had established hundreds of rules and regulations. Nobody could actually live by them. I mean, you couldn't even remember them all. And and even today, the Orthodox Jews have a lot of the same thing. I remember being in Israel some years ago, and our guide for our trip while we were in Israel to see the great things that are there about where Jesus walked told us, he said, I can't be an orthodox Jew because I can't keep all those commandments. And, and he was just admitting that, that it was impossible. It is impossible. Nobody can do that. We can't remember, but we don't have to. We don't need to. All we have to do is depend on the Holy Spirit. Say, Jesus, through your spirit, enable me today. If we do that, we won't gratify the desires of our flesh, the Bible says, for the flesh desires the scripture goes on to say what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit which is contrary to the flesh they they conflict with each other they don't get along you can't be walking in the spirit and walking by your own strength at the same time and so it's important to understand that that's why he goes on to say in verse 18 but if you are led by the spirit you're not under the law if we allow the holy spirit to guide us we don't have to worry about these laws we we're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. It's not by saying, I won't do that, I won't do that, I won't do that. It's by trusting him, and we don't have to live by the law. We don't have to depend on the things that relate to the law. Another important verse in this passage is verse 20 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. That comes right after the the listing of the nine characteristics of the fruit. He said, here are the people who have the fruit of the Spirit. They're the ones who have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. They're the ones who have said, I choose to not only accept what Christ has done on the cross for me, I choose to let him work in me, and I choose to, to die, to crucify those things in my life that keep me, those passions, those desires that are wrong.'" that keep me from being the person that God wants me to be, to living this out in a way that glorifies him and shows his power in my life. And if I do that, then it makes a real difference in my life and in everything that I do. In the next book of the Bible, in a, in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, <clears throat> Paul goes on to talk a little bit more about what it means to be in the spirit and allowing the spirit to work In our lives, he tells us in in chapter 5, he says, verse 15, Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what he says is, I want you to be wise. I don't want you to be foolish people. I want you to know what God's will is. What is God's will? Don't get drunk. That's the negative side. Don't let something else control you. See, when a person gets drunk, they're absolutely under the control of an intoxicant. They do things, they say things, they act in ways that are stupid and foolish and often dangerous and sometimes evil when they're under the control of alcohol. So don't do that. Don't let anything control you from the inside out except the Holy Spirit, except Jesus through His Spirit. So don't get drunk with wine, but get drunk with the Spirit. Get filled with the Spirit. And. You see, sometimes we have to choose between the spirits, which is the alcohol, and the spirit, which is Jesus in his spirit. And he said some of the things that will happen when we let him be in control is we'll share together with psalms and hymns and songs from the spirit. We'll sing together in the Lord. We'll praise God. And we'll make music from our hearts. It won't just be from our mouths. It'll be from our hearts. It'll be genuine It'll be something that comes from deep inside us that says, I love the Lord, and he is the king of my heart, and he's the master of my fate, and he's the one I'm trusting. You see, there's a heart singing, and there's a voice singing. Anybody can sing with their mouth, but only the person who's yielded within can sing from their heart, and from their heart is what really matters. You say, well, I can't sing a note. I am a terrible singer. Well, that's not the point. You see, when you sing from your heart, you're a beautiful singer. Everybody who sings from the heart has a melody that's pleasing to God. So that's why it's important that we sing with our hearts as well as with our minds. And he says, then we will give thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. The way we have that thankful heart is we're letting Jesus control our lives. And we're looking at everything through the the magnifying glass of His Holy Spirit, and we see things in a totally different way. God bless you. Ask God's Spirit to fill you, control you, and guide you today and on into the future. God bless you.